The Pure Jamie Milne Podcast. Where we have a dream to create a community full of happy, healthy, and knowledgeable people who create global positive change through sharing their journey. Tune in, saddle up, and listen in. Be inspired. Welcome to JMT TV and the Pure Jamie Milne Podcast. I am very fortunate today. Super excited, and I, I must admit, very curious and uh, pumped, to be honest, to speak to, first and foremost, a good friend. And also, Nicole here in WA is a mindset and a hormone coach, um, has an enormous wealth of experience and knowledge uh, with regards to nutrition, um, to fitness, um, and is going to share a bit of that wisdom, that knowledge with us today. But most importantly, um, Nicole is a mum. You're in Albany, aren't you? In, in, I'm in, in Albany, Albany, WA, down the bottom of Western Australia. Yeah, unreal, unreal. Got a, got some kidlets, um, but is very passionate. <laughs> is very passionate. <laughs> about conversations and discussions of supporting not primarily women but not only women around a, a good healthy relationship with food and not necessarily looking at scales and numbers and stuff like that, which I actually really, really like. Like that is something I, I love talking about and I think it's a great topic. Um, little side note for those watching and listening. Uh, Nicole has a very, it's a, you got a sore throat or the. Um, it's just a bit of a dry, raspy, chesty throat, but I'm, I'm not sick if that makes sense. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So if uh, Nicole has to cough or anything, it's just because she's uh, running a bit rough, but she's been kind enough to turn up and uh, push through it and chat to us today. So, yeah. Nicole, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm absolutely thrilled and honoured that um, to be on here and um, have a chat to you and help some of your clients through any struggles they're going through with their hormones, um, their food. Yeah, so thank you. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. I think we're, we, like I said, we're super fortunate um, and, uh, yeah, really lucky to be able to chat to you. And I think, like, even starting with that, so I think we just a, if, if we can, just a little bit about yourself and what you do. I know I shared a, a, a tiny yep. bit, but I suppose even oof, I'm going to be a brave man here and say the topic of <laughs> pre-menopause, menopause, and, and like especially in, in, in our industry, in the health and fitness industry, is I don't know if I would call it, and I'm not sure if I would call it taboo from a man's perspective. That might be a bit full on, but yep. I I can confidently say from my own experience, it it it's just no, it's just a lack of education and a lack of knowledge, which can come across a bit uneasy. Like we don't really know. Um, some men might know what's going on, but I, yeah. I I've got an understanding of a few hormones plummet. Uh, estrogen, testosterone, and is it uh, progesterone or something? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Just, a, just maybe just a, a little overview, Nicole, would be awesome, just so people can get to know you a bit. And, yeah, and sure. So um, I am a personal trainer and I've been a personal trainer for a long time. So from there I went on, I studied nutrition, and then from there I went and studied mindset coaching. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm in my 50s, 
I wanted to understand more about menopause and perimenopause because firstly, I wanted to support myself Mm. and also a lot of my clients, you know, are the same age as me. So I wanted to support them through that. So just a little brief understanding of menopause. So menopause is actually when you have gone 12 months without a period. Mm -hmm. That's considered you're in menopause. So if you go 11 months without a period and then have a period, then you start counting from one again. So it has to be a full 12 months. Okay. But the lead up to menopause can start, well, it can actually start in your 30s, but most women will find sort of in their sort of mid-40s that they'll start to experience symptoms and probably some of the first symptoms are really heavy periods. Yeah. And that's because we're not always ovulating. <clears throat> so there's no progesterone there, which mm-hmm. causes the heavy periods. Mm-hmm. And so my sort of goal is to help women understand a bit more about that, what mm-hmm. they can do, and also get rid of a lot of the myths that are out there because there are a lot of myths and there's a lot of supplements being peddled and lots of misinformation. So I want to keep it real for women so that they understand what's going on. They know where they can get support because there is a lot of support out there. Mm -hmm. There is also a lot you can do for yourself, so with your nutrition, and probably the two biggest factors are sleep and stress. Yeah. So getting those under control is, is the number one key. Wow, because that because yeah. that was going to be sort of one of my opening questions as well. Like, what are what are some of the the tools? What are some of the things? Because you are right, it 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 um it can seem very overwhelming. Um, just you know, ch- chatting to people and yeah. like the fallacies, the myths, the abundance of information online. And that's why I sort of thought it'd come right to the source, somebody like yourself, a professional, and be like, well, well, what's some of the things that one can do to mitigate some of the challenges? Like, and as you were saying, like, um, yeah, sleep and management of stress. So, Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of women find when they are stressed that their symptoms are more pronounced. Mm-hmm. So managing your stress, and I know it can be stressful if you are having symptoms, but it's kind of like a um, double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. So managing your stress, making sure you're getting enough sleep, which again is another problem because when we are going through hormon- hormonal changes, <clears throat> our sleep may be affected. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things you can do in regard to your sleep, and that is um is making sure that you're not having a lot of sugar at night time before you go to bed. Yeah. That can interfere with your melatonin production. Mm -hmm. Alcohol is another big trigger Mm -hmm. because that's going to affect your sleep. Yeah, right. Also, um, and, you know, sometimes when people are stressed, they are turning to alcohol to help them cope, which we know that's not a great coping mechanism. Yeah, Um, In terms of sleep, actually in the morning getting out in the sunlight and not wearing sunglasses, so you're getting that light, the sunlight on your eyes, so not not in the middle of the day but in the morning 
Yeah. That can help reset your sleep cycle. Um, if your symptoms are, you know, interfering with your daily life, you know, start with the natural treatments, but make mm-hmm. sure that you reach out to your doctor as well mm-hmm. because there are a lot of things that you can do. Yeah. 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 Those are really, really good suggestions. And when, when you chat to like your clients and because I know some people, well, like you said, mm-hmm. some people are going to use alcohol, they're going to use mm-hmm. uh lollies and chocolates and ice cream you know if you if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed so they can be vices for some people so if someone was to come to you and they were like yeah like i'm feeling the stress they're talking about the discomfort the dissatisfaction of going through this process in their life what would you normally where would you guide people in terms of stress management and stuff like that like what would well you with uh, stress management i like to look at okay what are your stresses because when, you know, in your 40s and 50s, you're probably dealing, if you've got children, maybe teenagers, but also elderly parents. <laughs> so what are your stresses and how can we support those? And I'm really big on breathing. Mm-hmm. So just breath work, which I know that you um, absolutely love, Jamie. So, yeah. you know, just breathing. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, you're totally fine. You're totally fine. I was like, oh, I'm sure she's going to have a drink. I'll take the opportunity. <laughs> oh, the synchronicity. Mm. So, you know, making sure that, you know, you, you know what your stresses are because a mm. lot of people don't. They don't realise that they're dealing with so much stress. Mm. A lot, you know, that everyday stress that just builds up. I think when people have a major stress, so, you know, for example, maybe someone passing away, they know it's a big stress, they deal with it, mm-hmm. but just that everyday stress builds up. Right. So supporting your body to help you through that stress. You know, how do you manage your stress? What do you do? Do you have a good support network? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. I love that. It seems like almost the um, the the litany of 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 basics. Like it's it's the the sort of which I know. You know, I say that with a grain of salt. It sometimes we forget the basics. Like yeah, absolutely. Like mm. address the you know the obvious white elephant in the room, which is probably a lot of us men, to be honest, we probably cause a bit of stress to you. Yeah, when- probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I, did, take I didn't want to say that. Yeah, I thought I thought, I thought, thought I might just bring it to the to conversation. We can be yeah. problematic sometimes. But anyway, moving on very quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> the dog's over there, rolls over. Yeah, I can see his leg. <laughs> yeah, all stressed out over there. Um, yeah, and those little things. So because I know, like in my experience, which is, you know, it's just an experience. I see like a lot of ladies uh, communicate about, you know, hot flushes or flashes, hot flushes or flashes. Um, yeah, so either one. I think hot flushes is American. Oh, okay. But hot flush is Australian. But I've started saying hot flash now because it's just you see it so often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so this. Oh, so it's just a. It's just a language. Yeah, yeah, not actually yeah, a different yeah. thing. Okay, so what? So you know, what's some what? What would be some key um, uh, solutions for, yeah. for that experience, that symptom? Yeah, what? so I guess 
<clears throat> for a lot of women, it can be quite embarrassing yeah. depending when it's happening. You know, if you're in a meeting and you start getting hot. So firstly, you know, that's going to happen because your estrogen is dropping. So that's yeah. what's causing the hot flashes. But, you know, making sure that you dress cool so that you can take layers off. Yeah. Um, you know, putting something cool onto your neck, but also um, managing your diet as well. So not letting, right. <clears throat> balancing your blood sugars. Mm-hmm. Because there's evidence to say that when your blood sugars drop, mm-hmm. that can cause a hot flush as well. That's such a good suggestion. And again, yeah. those basics, isn't it, that we take for granted, like the 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 power of, um, yeah, good nutrition. Yeah, absolutely. And yep. I think I can't wait to talk to you about about that. Um, mm. Yeah, like I'm yeah. really, really, really looking forward to that. The to be honest, I, I and I know one of the other um, common symptoms um, being you know rapid sort of mood swings. I I go through that myself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Yeah, <laughs> up in the morning, pumped and excited, and by the afternoon, I'm fucking breathing into a brown paper bag. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ups and downs, the 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 mood swings. Any sort of thoughts around that, Nicole? Yeah, look, I, that came. I am. Um, everyone is different, and some women will experience a lot of um, mood swings and even depression-like symptoms. Yeah. So, a, a lot of it is because they're not sleeping. Mm-hmm. So ah. when you're not sleeping, that does affect your mood. Yeah. Uh, they're not sleeping. Um, you know, there's lots of things going on. Yeah. So with your moods, there are there are some supplements that you can take, but they're not a, a cure-all. It's more of a support. Yeah. So things like ashwagandha and there's particular supplements, but that's sort of a Band-Aid as well. Mm-hmm. So just supporting your system. But definitely, um, yeah, the mood swings can be a major factor for some women. Mm-hmm. Other women will have it; they will just breeze through. But it's about working individually with the person mm-hmm. to what suits them yeah. and works well for them. So, not no, it's not one of these cookie cookie cutter approaches. All women, you get, you can expect to experience. <laughs> This hierarchy of symptoms. It's yeah, just- exactly. Some women will just um, breeze through. Yeah. Other women, they might suffer for up to 15 years. Oh, my God. I know. <clears throat> I know. Oh, turn the lights off. I know. Years. Yeah, so that's pretty, um, yeah. You can imagine you would have some mood swings oh. if you... <laughs> Fuck, I shouldn't laugh. I'm like, fuck, that is terrible. I know. And I'm lucky because I'm almost 52. And you look amazing, by the way, Nicole. Bo. I thank you. Well done, you. I Go haven't ahead. really had mm. any major symptoms. Yeah, okay. So, um, and the average age of menopause is 52. Okay. So. Do you accredit that to your healthy lifestyle and like a lot of the things that you're talking about? Like you'll obviously have a a bit of a value and understanding on managing stress and sleep and sleep hygiene and good food. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really, really big on my sleep. Mm -hmm. I make sure that I have at least seven hours, seven to eight. Yeah. You know, occasionally I don't. 
But um, as a rule, sleep is my number one. <clears throat> so making sure that I'm getting good sleep, that I'm that my room is a good temperature, because mm-hmm. if it's hot, that's going to contribute to you having a hot yeah night sweats. Yeah. Yeah, of course. One of the awesome. Thank you. So it's interesting, eh? It's it's like a lot of the stuff seems very common sense, but as you know, the common sense is not always that common. We yeah, like exactly. Oh yeah, that's right. Get some fucking sleep. But it's yeah, you know, yeah. and yet we still thrash about, or some people thrash about with five or six hours and wonder why they're running rough. But uh, we have a large number of women in our community that are endurance athletes. So, yeah. mm-hmm. and that sort of differs. Some of them are ultra marathon runners. Some of them Ironman triathletes, um, cyclists. Do, any sort of advice or suggestions? And obviously, as you said, it's not a, a generalized approach. Mm-hmm. Individualized. Any sort of general suggestions for those ladies because they they flog themselves, you know, quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. Hours, quite a bit, quite a commitment of time and energy for the endurance sports and going through menopause or premenopause. Is there any sort of? Yeah, so there's a lot of information about there about exercise mm-hmm. in menopause and that we shouldn't be, you know, thrashing our body. But I find that that's not actually the case. And, again, it's on a case-by-case basis. I mean, I'm still pushing my weights, lifting heavy, doing what I can. Definitely things like jumping, I don't feel like I want to do that anymore. But if the the ladies are fine doing that, then Mm. that's absolutely fine as well. So, again, Mm. it's it's, – if they've been doing that and they're having no problems, then absolutely keep doing that. Mm. Nutritionally, it's about supporting your body, making sure that you're putting back into your body. So adequate protein is really important at this time of life, mm. quality carbs, and then good fats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great advice. So yeah. good good food, good food, yeah, making sure adequate protein and then the good quality carbs and that. I, I yeah. just love your your view of it, you know, like support the body, give the body a chance to to do what it, what it can do. Um, yeah, I just think it's a great suggestion. Yeah. yeah. yeah you know, there's a lot of women out there eating 1,200 calories, which is not enough food. So especially if you're an athlete, yeah, you need to be supporting your body so that you can get the best out of it. Yeah. So making sure you are having your quality carbs, good proteins. Yeah. Couple of couple of quick little examples of those Nicole and then and then we're going to Yeah, it. so um with your proteins, so lean meats. Yeah. Um chicken, fish, eggs. Yeah. Uh using, you know, protein powder as a supplement, not as the main <clears throat> so just using that to supplement, making sure you're getting enough protein. So if you're an athlete, you probably need to be having around two grams of protein per kilo of body weight. Yeah. So for myself, I, I'm i about 65 kilos, so I eat around about 130. Yeah. I was going to say 130 kilos, 130 grams of protein a day. There's two whole cows. Yeah, yeah, and my carbs, I have probably about 180 grams. Mm-hmm of carbs and yeah about 60 grams of fat but 
Yeah, so depending on what you're doing, but you definitely want to be eating your quality proteins. <clears throat> uh, so your vegetarian sources of protein are things like chickpeas, tofu, eggs, um, your quality carbs, so sweet potato, whole grains, yeah. oats, those types of things, and then your good fats, so olive oil, nuts, avocado. Mm-hmm. That's some good examples, yeah. Oh, great examples. Love yeah. that. And I've, I've often found, and I'm not sure about in, in your sort of experience, um, and I know you alluded to the to the necessity of protein and things like that, especially sort of at our age demographic. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's where I found often people are, are miles off the mark. Like when they Absolutely. Try, they're like, oh, my God, I'm like I'm, I'm only getting half of my daily sort of requirements of protein and that's quite a few people sort of hit that roadblock and so it's good to know good to share with people that two grams per kilogram of body weight yeah. is good for an athlete yeah definitely yeah, yeah. cool if you're, when i speak to my clients and i go through what they're eating and if first you know a lot of them were saying oh well i have a sandwich for lunch you are not going to be able to get enough protein in that sandwich unless it's if they're what? having um a sandwich with a couple of bits of ham, that is not enough protein. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got a couple of bits of lean deli meats. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, <laughs> you know, having a lot of chicken, for example. Oh, sorry, another thing with hot flashes is having your meat in the earlier part of the day especially red meat, because red meat takes a lot to break down and that causes a lot of heat. Yeah. So yeah. one strategy that I do get my ladies to try who are, who are hot at night is to have their main meal at lunch and have their big protein at lunch. Yeah, and sort of, yeah, smaller meal of a night time. Yeah, not- yeah, so maybe a lighter like a fish or a chicken yeah. or a vegetarian source of protein. yeah. Great information. Yeah, so, so that's a good one. So yeah. the and I think with our fi- final sort of few minutes, Nicole, because I'm mindful mindful of time and your time, the I would love just your 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 view, your uh, you know opinion, um, thoughts on nutrition. As I mentioned at the start of this, it was it's one of the things that I really admire in, in you and the work you do is this this conversation around the rela- <laughs> dogs like oh we're talking about food let's give it a stretch um just, uh-huh. yeah to the, the conversation about about food and 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 your you know desire and passion to support people in their relationship with food because it's that's massive hey like it, it is yeah and you know i've had my own problems with food growing up um restricting myself and then binge eating. Um, I've dealt with my own eating disorder mm-hmm. as a younger person. So now with my nutrition, I am big on there's no foods or off limits. Yeah, okay. And it's about making a choice. So, you know, you we can eat what we want. It's just the amount and the, and the type. So when you start saying you can't have something, Mm. then you're focusing on, you are already focusing on it. So mm-hmm. I focus on, you know, have the things that you love, but have them on occasion. 
Mm. Not every day. So you're not missing out. Um, making sure that you're not skipping meals, you know. Um, and when you're not focusing on eating just for weight loss or exercising for weight loss, things start to happen mm. because yeah. you're using different measures of success, not just weight loss. And then uh, over time it doesn't be, it, it's less about how much you weigh and how you feel. Yeah, yeah. Because if I feel good, that's my measure of success. Yeah. If I feel good, I think I look good. If I don't feel good in myself, yeah, I don't feel like I look good, if that makes sense. M- makes total sense. Makes complete sense. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, just, you know, changing that relationship with food and there's no good or bad foods. It's just food. Yeah. It's just it's just food and, you know, making sure that you are including, I call them soul foods. Yeah. The foods that make you feel good, that you like eating. Yeah. Just, I really, I really like that. And I, and I, I come, me um, specifically, I come from a sporting background where it, it still troubles me to this day, not as much, but it really still does. I, I come from an amateur boxing background and I was always a bit, a bit steady in the breeze, a bit chubby and yeah, yeah. short. So I, I would have to really strip the weight down and and it was all focused around numbers and around the scales. And I know other sort of sports people like jockeys, um, gymnasts, dancers. They yeah, Absolutely. Same yeah. challenge. So it's like a completely different reframe and re-engineering of the way um, we can potentially look at, yeah, like you said, the relationship with food. Do you find people people um, gravitate towards what you're saying? Like do, do people or is sometimes does it take time to like? Yeah, <clears throat> definitely takes time because people are really attached to how they eat. Yes. Even if it's not working for them. Yeah. So, <laughs> were you talking to me then? What? No. Was <laughs> that me? Yeah. You know, sometimes when people come to me, I'll say, you know, how about we change this? And they're like, oh, but, but I said, but you are here because this is not working for you. So mm. let's just make these little changes. And I also try not to change too much at once as well. Yeah. Because that can be overwhelming for people. But yeah, yeah people do get attached to how they eat so little baby steps but getting rid of that all or nothing thinking yeah because when you're doing it all and when you're doing nothing they're almost the same yeah because you can be miserable when you're doing it all yeah and you're miserable when you're doing nothing you are talking to me cut it out sorry that fucking woo-woo shit near i think i'm talking to a lot of people yeah, so it's about yeah. finding that middle ground. Mm. You know, a middle ground that you are that you feel good at because nothing ever good comes from all or nothing thinking. Yeah. What a great way. So that's my that's my learning thing for the day. Like yeah. I love that. That 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 is just so insightful. It, it yeah, makes total sense. Total sense. Yeah, and you know, depending on the person. I work out with them, okay, what what are you happy doing? Mm. And then we work from there. So, you know, is it exercising 
what's the bare minimum mm. that works for you? And then if you do more, that's great. Yeah. But you know that you can stick to that long term. Yeah, and that's it, isn't it? It's the it's the long game. It's the the falling in love with the journey. Yeah, so yeah. whatever the journey looks like for the individual. Um, God. Yeah. So good, mate. So good. Yeah. Nicole, like honestly, thank you so much. You are a a reservoir of knowledge and a, and a, to be honest, like a breath of fresh air. It's just so nice to hear. Uh, another professional's point of view and also your understanding and education around hormones. And I know the people in our community and the people that take the time to watch this on YouTube or listen to the podcast on Spotify, they're going to be, they're going to be wrapped and stoked because this is just full of so much value that is, I find it simple to, to apply. Um, so thank you so much. Thank and if- you. People, because um, there will be people that want to get hold of you. What's the what's the? I'll put some links in the in the little notes. But where, how can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram, Nicole for Coaching, Facebook, Nicole for Coaching, or they can reach out me reach out to me through my website. Yeah. Which um, can you put that into your show notes? Yeah, of course, absolutely. Yeah, and they can reach out to me. Uh, via email or my phone number's on there. Check out my website, what I do. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been, I love talking about how women can support themselves because we do try and make it complicated and it yeah. doesn't have to be. It yeah. doesn't have to be. And I think too, noticing the, the challenge that a lot of women have is so different now in 2023. It's not like, you know, the women are working full time, probably more hours than the man, raising the kids, got the household going, got the everything going, and then going yeah. through I mean it's quite a challenging process. I know us men would last about fucking 13 seconds dealing with all of this. So well exactly. done women. Yes, we're awesome. We <laughs> Always are awesome. a big fan of women. <laughs> anyway, Nicole, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Jamie. The Pure Jamie Milne podcast. podcast.